Welcome to one final hotel edition of Splash Play. Spags and I, we were both in a hotel on Friday. I have mercifully made it back to my house. But Spags, one more, one more uh, road show for you. Yeah, we still have we have our house, so we're good to go there. I'll have fresh internet ready to go for Thursday's show. Maybe we can do a cribs tour, but today we got to talk about everything from week 10. Lots of stuff happened yesterday that I was not prepared for on the road, but we'll talk about that. We'll also welcome some people to the family. Week 11 waiver wires are coming up, and of course, Monday Night Football Rams Niners. Going to talk about that right after this intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Oversett. Pete, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was fine. It was actually, uh, as you saw with our hotel show on Friday, I actually was got away from my computer uh, more than I normally do during the football season week. So that felt good. And then DFS was fine, actually, was profitable yesterday. Uh on even the showdown slate as well. But it was like, I don't know, as I was saying on my show this morning, it's almost more tilting when you're just somewhat profitable because you know that you were on the right track and with just some slight pivots, you know, you could have finished top 10 instead of top 100. So working through some tilt, but uh, always nice not to lose money. Well, it's a fresh week here. So help us out if you're watching on Peach channel or the Splash Play channel. Make sure to hit that like button. Of course, also make sure to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. You still have their deal going on there. $1 a week for a year of Football Outsiders, and you get DVOA, a bunch of other great statistics that will help you, especially for showdown slates. Defense versus receivers can be something extremely valuable to point to. So go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and go check out the packages that are going on on there. Again, $1 a week, actually 99 cents a week. So even better, that penny goes to a million different uh, purposes. Maybe even buy yourself a house with that penny. That's what I'm going to say. But Pete, it is, <laughs> it's been a long week, so I just want to talk a little bit about the road obviously you know we're yeah. going to talk about all the football stuff but um i am delighted to be done and I, I saved this for the show because i wanted to see pete's reaction so i mentioned last week i did have my dog vomited in the car i don't think i mentioned my dog vomited a second time in the car as well then after our show i think it was on friday uh my labrador callie uh, who is, you know, as I mentioned, dealing with cancer, has some other stuff, like she's always had a delicate stomach anyway, decided to have diarrhea in the back of a two-door Honda Civic. Um, she shit a little bit on one of my bags, shit a little bit on into the, you know, not the cup holder, but like that kind of crevice area on the door. So yeah. she's trying for her, trying to get like by the window. And uh, as you can imagine, Pete, a little bit of a meltdown <laughs> for me in Indiana, not with the dogs, like I was, I was understanding. But cleaning shit out of the back of a car after spending 44 hours on the road at that point uh, was not perhaps the best for my mental health. That uh, does it. So what did, did you like pull over right away and try to clean it up? Did you just power through it? Did it smell? It it certainly did smell. It wasn't the best. Uh, it was uh, it was pure. It was you know it wasn't high volume diarrhea. I just want to be I'll be clear about that. I want to go on the record right now and say it wasn't a preposterous amount of diarrhea, but it was certainly enough that the car had been overcome with scent. I then had to pull the dogs out. I actually had to leave the dogs in the car, go get cleaning supplies from a gas station in Indianapolis where. A woman asked me about the hoodie that I was wearing, the hoodie that you might have seen me wear on some shows last week from my friend Buddha Ben, who I uh, spent time with at Barstool. And she asked me like about the hoodie and where to buy it. And I'm like, dude, I just want to get my my wipe, my cleaning solution here to go clean diarrhea out of the back of my car. But Pete, you know, anytime you get viral marketing in for a friend, you got to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we do here is we promote small businesses on uh, this show. Uh, what what was your, uh, were you just crushing podcasts? You listening to music? How did you kill the time? So I will say the podcast that got me through was the How Did This Get Made podcast, which is like a favorite of mine anyway with uh, with Jason Manzukis and yeah. Paul Shear and uh, June Diane Raphael, a very, very fun podcast. If you're not, they just basically talk about movies that are perhaps not the best in quality. Some of them are okay ones too, but uh, that was it for me where I basically got Stitcher Premium just for the drive and then got the ad-free episodes, downloaded them so they were saved because you never know how reception is going to go across the country. But I probably crushed a good 30 of those over the course of the week. And then also whatever sports podcast because like with our, I don't know about you people, like my podcast listening goes down a lot when I'm doing a lot of work. Like I don't have time to listen to Bill Simmons in a timely fashion or some basketball podcast. So I would listen to those first and then, and then dig deep on whatever shitty movies that they were willing to talk about on how did this get made. Yeah, I basically, I mean, you know, I used to have a, a commute to the office, so I'd listen to that. And then I would, you know, go to the gym and, and listen to podcasts. But now I go to like my boxing gym, so I can't listen. I don't listen to, mm -hmm. you know, stuff there. And then I'm at my desk all the time. I barely ever drive. So it's basically only when I, if I go for a run or if I'm doing chores around the house and then I throw it on. So yeah, I may, I may maybe get to like three to four podcasts a week uh now i mean it's it's way down which bums me out because there's so many podcasts i always like my i treat my um my podcast feed almost like a an inbox where i just like subscribe to so many pods and let them come in and then i just kind of try to cherry pick what i want to listen to in these days i just i can't get to anything you're just going to mark them as played and yes. i still give people the downloads like the download number still counts i hope they're selling great ads but i don't have time to listen to everything i will say one thing i so our show on friday with jj J.J. Zacharyson, of course, the editor-in-chief of FanDuel and also of Number Fire, and he's doing the EastCoastDads.com thing. If you are uh, like me, I promise, the second that I get to uh, – I'll have internet set up tomorrow, I'll be buying an East Coast Dads uh, hoodie that will be the first thing I do when I have internet because that's how, how loyal I am when I say something on a show. But that show, Pete, that we did, we had the shittiest audio for probably one of our funniest shows we've ever done. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a pretty good one. I had so much fun, uh, with JJ and, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great time. Yeah. So make sure to go follow at late round QB. And again, check out eastcoastdads.com. A very fun episode. If you did miss that one and we're doing our best here, I think for a show doing the road episodes where both of us were in hotels, we made that work. Uh, so definitely go obviously check out the podcast feed here for Splashway. subscribe. We did some good stuff, but Pete, let's talk about some football because we got to do that as well. And uh, some of the stuff that happened yesterday, I know the thumbnails of AJ Dillon, of course, because Aaron Jones is going to miss a week or two, though. It's a sprained MCL, so that feels like a, usually a longer-term injury. We'll see how that goes. AJ Dillon, though, does get 21 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns yesterday, one with two catches for 62 yards, um, two targets for him there, 17-0 win against Seattle, which is not the best first shutout in Russell Wilson's career. But AJ Dillon, you have him on the thumbnail for good reason. I think whoever goes first in our waiver wire snake draft coming up later in the show, he has to be the number one overall pick because that workload's unreal, and there's really nobody else they trust behind him. Yeah, although I don't even know if he qualifies. I I mean, he's been rostered in in most leagues already. If, if for really? some reason he's available, yeah, yeah, he's 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 way over that threshold. But I do think he's a welcome to the family candidate uh, <laughs> potentially. Uh, but yeah, he he's going to be such a smash. Uh, you know, he was already running well. He already had a big role. The team was you know using him in very big spots. So this is going to be an absolute smash uh, for him, and kind of one of those situations too where the his role sans Aaron Jones will be better than the Aaron Jones role with AJ Dillon just because there's going to be so many touches opening up so yeah pretty excited to watch AJ Dillon in a bell cow role 
Yeah, and there was a lot of backup running backs doing well this week for similar situations. And this guy, I feel like, you know, this is a victory lab. Obviously, we don't like to uh, talk too proudly about injuries unless they help us out in low ball. I was certainly the victim the other way this week with two guys that did not make it into lineups that uh, were 20 burgers for me. But uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 20 rushes, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, are you putting up the low oh, ball? Did oh, did someone say low ball? Because, <laughs> I mean, look at this fucking chef's kiss of a lineup, Spags. I mean, mwah. Yeah, every, everybody got touches. Everybody did something, but not enough. It's all snowflakes for the most part. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, the Carl, look at that Carlos Hyde, Jeremy McNichols. I mean, it's just so, so good. The chat, apparently the chat, uh, Dow decentralized autonomous organization. Uh, they struggled here. They did take the 20 point hit, uh, from Kyler Murray. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty, pretty nice low ball showing here. Yeah, mine, I think I had both uh, both Julio Jones and Chris Carson. Uh, both guys getting downgraded throughout the course of the week, so that'd be 20 points for me. So I think I still lost to the chat. Actually, no, I think I would have lost to the chat or would have had one point less than the chat. So the chat showed us, in fact, that this is not as easy as we make it look every single week. Well, I make it look pretty easy. Um, <laughs> I think I found my colleague as uh, low-ball lineup builds. <laughs> I think we need to, you have the connection now for DraftKings. I feel like you need to position him to be like, how do we do this? And how do I get some money off of this? I mean, it would be really fun. I'm trying to think how, yeah, the, the certain rules you would need uh, to, to actually pull this off on the site. Uh, but it would be very fun. Yeah, I think that's the one thing a lot of the sports books are doing, which I'm realizing from my time now being in a legal state was in uh, Pittsburgh over the weekend visiting one of my friends who's also having a baby. And uh, basically, like, you know, the sportsbook bonuses are ridiculous. They want to get business in so bad. You want to get business in, give us some low-ball tournaments, some low-ball GPPs with, you know, even 2K up top. I feel like that would get a pretty good amount of traction. Yeah, and then, yeah, I guess you would just you could just basically have it to where if you broke one of those rules or something, you would have, you would just get a zero and like your whole lineup or something like that. Yeah. So there's something there, but we'll, we'll see what the future holds for the DFS of the treat. If it's one to go there, but Ramondre Stevenson, another guy who did fill in 20 carries, hundred yards, two touchdowns along with four catches for 14 yards on uh, five targets for him. No Damian Harris is the thing that we talked about. New England did uh, steamroll Cleveland, the 45, seven win there. And Jacoby Myers scored a touchdown. So there's actually a lot to take away from this game, Pete, but I will say, the one thing, the Ramondre Stevenson thing that we talked about, where you get the high workload guy in Damian Harris out of the mix. There's nobody else they trust there. Obviously, you know, they have some affinity for Brandon Bolden, but Stevenson was so good. And I feel like he really proved the corollary, corollary that we talk a lot about on here, where if you're missing the one high volume guy, just play the other guy and hope that they're somewhat decent. And with Stevenson, we knew that he's legitimately good. Yeah. And the team was kind of. Uh, they were really kind of tipping their hand because normally the Patriots are really unwilling to have any players play who don't practice on Friday. And so it was kind of all week like, oh, Ramondre and Damian Harris aren't practicing. And then all the tea leaves were like, yeah, but Ramondre is going to play. Like you could tell the team really didn't want to go into this game with just JJ Taylor and Brandon Bolden. So the fact he didn't practice Friday and the team still you know, got him active there. And I don't, I mean, that's can bring up other questions about the concussion protocol and, and why one person could clear it and the other can't, but yeah, they wanted him to play. He wanted to play and he he's their most explosive back. He's their most talented back. And uh, it was great to see uh, how well he played. He even had another touchdown um, where he had a little drop on a, on a catch in the flat where I think he could have scored as well. So he had just a monster workload and uh, yeah, we'll see the deal with Damian Harris, but this might be like a split backfield going forward because Ramondre looks so good. 
I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one. I presume you will, though. But whatever the price tag, and I, I'm the salaries might already be out, and I haven't seen. Obviously, they are. Yeah, I just okay, did so. my first look. Yeah. So what is Stevenson's price tag at? Do you remember offhand? Uh, I actually don't remember offhand so, here. Because like the one thing I would say, the other part of DFS where you're missing a guy, play the guy who's filling in for that person. The other part of it would be don't then play Ramondre Stevenson if he's 5,500, 6K, and then you have Damian Harris back. Like that's oh. the other the other side of DFS people miss. He's uh, I the reason I was like, why don't I remember his salary? He's on Thursday, so he's not on the main side. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah. so he might have a weird salary for Thursday then. Either way, watch the injuries here. The, the main thing is don't chase the big day when you have somebody out and then the guy comes back in. That's the other part I would say for our, our casual people out there who are trying to get better at DFS, which I know we have a lot more of. Uh, but that's the one thing I would say. Were you surprised at all by Cleveland in this spot, though? Dearness Johnson did do pretty well. 19 rushes, 99 yards, seven catches as well, 58 yards. And uh, that was you know a monster effort and a loss and one that probably would have been very solid to have in most DFS lineups. So normally you don't want to play both running backs in the game. But I feel like Cleveland mostly seemed like they were pretty limp out there. Baker, I know, was banged up at one point. Uh, but I just feel like the Ernest Johnson seemed like the only highlight for Cleveland side. Yeah, I'd say I was more impressed with the Pats than I was disappointed with the Browns. I mean, New England is always kind of a tough place to play for these teams on the road. And, I mean, Mac Jones looked really well, uh, really good. And so, yeah, I don't know. The Browns, they're just a weird team right now. And I do think they're kind of feeling, you know, there's only so many playmakers you can lose. We can say, you know, running backs don't matter. We could say Odell was sluggish and all this stuff. But when you pull out Chubb and Hunt and Odell Beckham, I mean, they're just, they're running out of playmakers in this offense right now. And Baker, uh, I mean, how does Baker, he threw, he threw for 73 yards. I know he leaves with an injury in case Keenum comes in. So they're just kind of a team in transition right now. It's funny too, because I just had a flashback to a show we did before the season started. And I'm pretty sure I touted Cleveland as like a dark horse uh, Super Bowl mm -hmm. candidate when we were looking at the, uh, at the future. So yeah, things have not gone well for them. And I, we have to get the shout to Jacoby Myers, too. I also thought the way he handled that in the press conference, I did uh, see that clip of him talking about it's nice to have everybody celebrating with him, which, you know, is obviously a little bit, I feel like, I don't want to say pejorative, but definitely people who were wagering money on him who've been uh, on the other side of some some bad plays. But I've liked Jacoby Myers since he started getting those slot routes. And I feel like for him, um, I'm sure to get that monkey off his back is a positive thing. And also, he's just so due for positive aggression. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he had five to eight touchdowns down the home stretch just because he's been out there running pretty well and Kendrick Bourne's been benefiting a little bit more but I was happy to see that for Joe uh, for Jacoby Myers like I think he handled it really well saying that he was happy to have people celebrating with him and and I was like when I saw that happen I was like good for Jacoby Myers like I'm glad he finally got that through because it probably bothered him really bad yeah and I think the way Jacoby's getting like he is he is set up to be like an, the awesome number two in your offense. Like he's not a kind of guy that can be an alpha and, you know, fend off double coverage and stuff like that. But when you see the running back, uh, running game clicking, and then you see Hunter Henry was playing really well in the tight end game, uh, takes a little pressure off of, off of him in the middle of the field. And yeah, I think, I think he's a rock solid wide receiver. Probably his production is going to only get better as Mac Jones gets more and more comfortable. So yeah, I was happy for Jacoby Myers. Twitter went nuts. Uh, I said on Twitter that if I was the ref, it would have been hilarious to jokingly throw a flag, like while he was celebrating <laughs> and just to see the look on his face. This Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, very happy for Jacoby. Your refs don't commit to bits as nearly as much as we do here on the show, but I would agree. Other guy who got a monkey off his back, Patrick Mahomes, uh, back after 
Uh, I think it might have been the only ride or die pick that was right this week. I, didn't, I don't know if Willis updated in time or if it was just like a weird caching thing for me. But I did have him as our FanDuel single game MVP, Pete. And you know how he responded? 400 yards, five touchdowns, looking like the old school Patrick Mahomes. And I, I don't know that we, this is really as much of an important topic here, though I guess just seeing the Chiefs look like the old Chiefs is a part of it. But it made me feel good to get at least one thing right because I don't think we got very much right. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's, it's about the friends we make, uh, along the way. <laughs> it was, it's funny that that, that he was the winning, uh, MVP on FanDuel because my lineup that I cashed in one of the big three max or 20 max tournaments had a zero from Dylan Stoner in it, uh, on the Raiders, but it was just because I was able to get him a Mahomes captain and jam all the other studs and, and, uh, of course, Byron Pringle. So yeah, it was a Mahomes in captain kind of night here. And I just noticed a very weird trend with our chat today. We have two questions asking about Travis Kelsey season long trades here. Hmm. Um, should we try to hit these real quick? I mean, we're talking about the chiefs, I guess we can, I would say with Travis Kelsey owner, I probably, I mean, that's a, it seems like a lot to give up with Pitts, Renfro, and Moss. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking about it, Pete? That's a long one. And I feel like this is one of those things that happens in fantasy shows, by the way, for everybody else out there who's not familiar. People jump from stream to stream just looking for somebody to answer their question. And, I guess, <laughs> and like, they found the suckers. Have, he's probably already gone. Like, he's probably <laughs> another stream trying it there. But what do you think, Pete? Well, that uh, it is true. Um, so I, I do prefer Kelsey to Pitts. Uh, I don't. I don't think Renfro and Moss are such huge ads that uh, this trade seems fair to me. If you were super thin, I think Renfro and Moss are could be like good spot starts. So yeah, I don't. I, I think that could be one of those win-win trades. The the better team gets the up the upgrade at tight end. The other team gets the depth. And then over here, Hartnell asking, do I trade David Montgomery? In Devonta Smith for Kelsey, I have Chubb, Mixon, Aaron Jones, Cup, Dig. So it does seem you're loaded. Um, I mean, Devonta Smith, he had he only had four catches yesterday. Two of them went for touchdowns. That Philadelphia team is super run heavy right now. That I think Devonta Smith's production is going to be all over the map. David Montgomery, I mean, he looked pretty good. He had 13 carries in his first return back. I, I'm I think it's safe to assume his role is going to grow. That one seems pretty fair, but I don't think you really need it with Chubb. In Mixon, I guess you are losing Aaron Jones for a little bit. I don't know. That one seems fair. I probably would upgrade my tight end uh, if you're just looking at Noah Fant there. The thing for me is if I own Kelsey, I'm keeping Kelsey now in the hopes that he does have that positive regression, which it seems like he's just due to have down the back half of the stretch. But also, like, if I'm trading for something, I'm probably not going to trade for Kelsey because what if he just kind of stays, like, flat? Like, he, people are really talking about his game yesterday. So he put up, like, what, 15, 16 fantasy points? So it's not like he was crushing it necessarily. I just think that I wouldn't go chasing Kelsey's game, but if you have them, like don't get fleeced by a shitty trade would be my overall kind of ethos for everybody out there rather than those, just those two guys specific requests. But let's talk about the Eagles really fast too. Jalen hurts ran 14 times, which is a crazy amount for a QB 53 yards along with 12 carries for Jordan Howard, 11 for Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell down to four. So he's just a non-factor at this point. And Denver, they couldn't keep running as a result. Just nine carries for Melvin Gordon and a touchdown and eight for Javante <laughs> Williams. I, I, it wasn't even meant to be spiteful, Pete, but obviously <laughs> he got the touchdown. I think that's what, what, what is we, I mean, obviously the Mike Davis one is dead, but what Melvin Gordon has to be close to top 10 on the year for running backs, right? Well, it, it was also top 12. So I feel like I got that two, that two slot buffer, but I think he is, I mean, we can, let's see, PPR RB rankings would be the thing. Um, the main thing for me though, is just like seeing Philadelphia commit to a logical approach here of what they should be doing, which is probably not passing too much. And let's see, these are the rankings. It, uh, so I will these say, are, these are like ESPN's rankings overall with their analysts. Let me see if I can find it. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm pull, I'm pulling it up here too. I can get the actual thing here. Okay. Um, but I will say for people who uh, aren't familiar, Spags and I have a bet if uh, on Melvin Gordon or Mike Davis finishing top twelve. Looks like he's top fourteen right now. He is uh, <laughs> just behind. Just behind Alvin Kamara and Eckler uh, on the season so far. So this will be good. This will be a, a nice sweat here. He could easily pass some of these guys with injuries. I mean, if he stays healthy, I think the law, like even Damian Harris right now is sitting ninth. Like, you know, some mm. of these guys could really start to slip. So that it's going to be a fun sweat for you with that one. That really worked out. We actually like inadvertently set a pretty good line on that one. And Mike Davis has, Mike Davis must be RB 120 right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if there were a week for him to beat Cordero Patterson, which was my ride or die pick um, because of just the way that that worked out on the game, uh, it would have been this week and Corey, he did still did not beat Cordero Patterson. So I don't have the most faith there, uh, but the Eagles rushing attack feet, I guess, is, did anything strike you as interesting with what they did there? Because I feel like it benefits Jalen hurts pretty well, but the rest of the running backs, if they're going to have Jalen hurts running up to 15 times a game. I think that's probably not great for Jordan Howard or Boston Scott, unless uh, you know, you're like me in my one season long league, I'm playing like Boston Scott was like, a, a mana from heaven, basically. Like if you're in that spot where everything else is running that bad, fine. But I wouldn't trust a single Eagles player right now. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, the thing about Jalen Hurts, we always talk about a floor ceiling combination. He has the floor right now because he is rushing so much. Like he's pretty much a lock to get you at least 15, you know, points. But the ceiling just isn't there with how run heavy they are. They've just kind of changed the offense. Now you have Dallas Goddard who left the game with a concussion. You know, he might be at risk of missing a game. And so they're going to a really conservative uh, run focused offense. And that really caps, you know, hurts his ceiling. He, he's been a guy I've been considering every week for DFS. And, and now I'm starting to be like, does he actually have the ceiling, uh, you know, to help us win tournaments just with how their play style has changed. And uh, I was reading, you know, Pat Foreman wrote them up as a pace down game this week for etr and just it was literally night and day from how they were playing earlier in the season as an up-tempo kind of pass heavy offense and now they're one of the slowest teams in the league so it is what it is and uh hurts is, is tough right now i feel like we got to talk about one more cheap running back week mark ingram 14 rushes 47 yards and a touchdown four catches 61 yards on seven targets as well uh, they do lose 21 23 but uh, Mark Ingram did pretty well, not enough to uh, to exceed in the way that I need him to for a 10-pointer in our ride or die picks. But also on the other side, Marcus Johnson has a, a 100 yards there on five catches, six targets. Deonta Foreman seemed like he sees more of the backfield. That was a weird game for DFS, Pete. And I know the Mark Ingram part worked out well for the people who did play him. But I feel like overall, that game just made me feel pretty bad about the Saints' outlook, as well as everybody on Tennessee's, where it's just chopped up in a way that's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, and the Saints play extremely slow. Um, they were already, you know, on pace for one of the highest rush rates uh, in the league, and then they lose Kamara. I mean, I guess you had Callaway and Traycon Smith who showed like small signs of life in this game, but this this offense is just they want the clock to go tick, 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 and then move on to the next week. Like there's no sense of urgency with this offense. I, I do. I kind of hope we just get Taysom Hill. I just want something to shake things up. You know, at least Taysom plays kind of like, you know, hair on fire, um, making plays, making stuff happen. But right now they are just not a game. I excite, get excited to target for fantasy whatsoever. And Simeon's still good enough to not lose the job, but I agree. Like Taysom is the one thing that could be a game changer overall in terms of just having something you could rely on and play week to week. But 
Uh, doesn't seem like the case. And speaking of things you can rely on week to week, Cam Newton, two touchdowns in his first two plays. He's going to start against Washington next week. P.J. Walker, my my poor boy. They massacred my poor boy, 22 for 29, uh, 167 yards and an INT. He got his touchdowns vultured. Really fucking easy touchdowns for Cam Newton that got vultured there, Pete. And I guess the question I would have for you, uh, Cam Newton, we've kind of seen this bill of false goods before. If you are a New England fan, you're going to feel that uh, the most there. Where I know our pal Bill Simmons, who we, I solicited the podcast, but I do point out many times the things that I very much disagree with. I will remember him vigorously saying that Cam Newton should be the MVP. They should pay him $100 million when he first came to New England. And I feel like now the Panthers, like they love this guy already. He's back. I would be really careful to buy in that heavy on Cam Newton. I think if you're, if he's your saving grace, if you're, you know, you have an injured QB or you're just, you know, really adrift, I could see taking that shot. But I just don't believe in Cam Newton enough. And I feel like if anything, we're going to start to see the flaws more when he's not running really easy plays to get him going. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be able to get way more excited about Cam if they just make him the starter, you know, because uh, it's just for fantasy. Well, he is now. Did they? I think. No, he's like, oh. so he's running all the first team reps or the vast majority of them is what the report I read. So maybe, okay. maybe they'll still be like a switch, but they definitely, they shifted down. PJ Walker was the first thing I saw this morning. Okay. Then, yeah, then that's, that'll actually be fun. And, and maybe he can unlock, you know, a little bit more with this offense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still have obviously the bad taste in my mouth for how the new England version of Cam Newton went and just how kind of a, a disappointing environment that was for fantasy production. But Lots better weapons on this team, and I'm just leaving a candle on for DJ Moore. He's 5,900 this week on DraftKings, and it's just it's it's been such a tough scene uh, for him and all this quarterback turnover, this poor play. And so, if Cam's the answer, uh, God bless him. I I will root for it. And in that same game, we do have Christian McCaffrey looking back to his full powers or some approximation: 13 rushes for 95 yards, 10 catches for 66 yards on 10 targets, and. I think, you know, if you were going to get Christian McCaffrey in your lineups, if you're somebody that took him number one overall in your leagues or obviously in best ball, you're going to be really excited to see him just be back at all. But I think at this point, like if you're not playing McCaffrey every week, you're making a big mistake because he's back to everything that he was before. Maybe still not going to get the 30 touches per game that he used to get at various points, but I think it's a pretty good spot. Yeah. And I was just going to circle back Nick, who is uh, our resident splash play Panthers fan here. And uh, he did say the the energy of Cam returning, everyone uh, was excited, the players, everything. And uh, I, I do think that stuff does matter as far as like I was just saying with the Saints, like they need something to switch it up. I mean, just having this new, you know, sense of energy or, you know, something new to, to light a spark, I think can be uh, good for morale there. So I, I agree with Nick. And yeah, normally and we talk a lot about, you know, cute. What was that? Oh, sorry. That I forget the other the other thing you had you had said before I did the. Uh, the <laughs> no, it's fine. We we can move on. But you know, the McCaffrey part, I do think McCaffrey overall will suffer a little bit by having Cam at QB just because of the the rushing equity that he brings, and we do talk about that enough. But you know, the Panthers also still, even when they have guys that can move around a little bit, and Darnold was moving around a little bit as well. Like they still find ways to force touches to McCaffrey. So. Uh, to me, like, I think I wouldn't sweat Cam being the QB for McCaffrey in particular, but like, it wouldn't be shocking if McCaffrey loses like 5% of his normal production just because of Cam being out there, vulturing some rushing moves and vulturing definitely some of that, the red zone goal line work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm less concerned. Um, 
I'm less concerned about Cam, I think. I mean, we even saw, you know, Cam coming in the game yesterday and McCaffrey had two times where he like stepped out of bounds on on would-be touchdowns. I would be honestly more worried about if Chuba kind of still stays in, you know, getting 20 to 30% of the work. Um, whereas, you know, McCaffrey's really turned to that fantasy monster when he's the, you know, getting 95% of stuff. So um, I'm still hopeful. Uh, I know there's a lot of chatter around like, oh, will, you know, McCaffrey ever get back to that? You know, it always looks like you're, he's just an injury waiting to happen. But I, I was pretty impressed with what we saw. And with McCaffrey, I mean, he had 10 catches. I mean, that that's really the thesis behind the McCaffrey play. Uh, and he can lose even just a little bit of goal line work if he's still getting 10 catches a game. Any sort of concerns for the Cardinals getting blown out like that, given obviously no Kyler, no DeAndre Hopkins, those are two guys there. But to me, it does kind of feel like an NBA team starting to pull guys and rest guys before they win. The Clippers are probably the best example for our NBA fans out there. But I think there's something to that that worries me a little bit with the Cardinals, where if I had a futures bet on them, like right now, I wouldn't take them to win the Super Bowl. I think that's probably not the best play. But I guess you could say the same thing for a team like the Bucs, who kind of didn't show up yesterday, even got called out by their coach for it. But I feel like the Cardinals, like, I don't know, like resting guys, and it feels like maybe they could have been a go. It worries me a little bit for the approach where they're playing more for the playoffs, and what have they proven to really be, I don't know, to be getting that that leeway is how I feel about it. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because they have um, they have a big game against Seattle this week, but then they're on bye in week 12. And so I wonder if they just shut down Kyler and Hopkins for one more week, and then they end up getting, what is that, like four weeks of rest? And then, like you said, that they're just ready to go for the the playoff push so yeah i i mean you you would hope that they would have played better yesterday uh but yeah not that surprising with with kyler and deandre out and, and my just guess is that they might just rest them again one more week and we got one more guy showing up just asking a season-long fantasy question that's say i'll come out of the, the theme work yeah Kaysen saying he wants to know our thoughts on robbie anderson our former mascot here so let's take it real fast I would not invest in Robbie Anderson. I probably wouldn't invest in DJ Moore either at this point. But obviously, if you have him, you're probably going to consider playing him if you don't have that much depth. But Pete, I did not. I'm not buying in off of that one game on Robbie Anderson being fixed. If anything, I feel like that might be a false flag. Um, how are you feeling about Robbie Anderson? And if he's available in leagues, I'm sure a lot of people did drop him out there. Would you want to pick him up? Um, I, I get. I mean, if in almost all of your kind of standard setting leagues, I still don't think he's a every week starter. If you have something where you can start, you know, four wide receivers or it's a, a deeper league, I think he's definitely in the conversation here, but he's kind of a low floor, low ceiling guy right now. Um, he basically just got there because of the the red zone touchdown. So yeah, I'm not holding out uh, much hope for Robbie. I, I bet you could find more exciting stashes or options on your waiver wire than Robbie. Yep, I would agree. But uh, Pete, it's about that time where we got to welcome some people to the family, of course, in our celebration of Italian heritage. I'm now moving to an even more Italian area here in Pennsylvania where there's Italian delis all around, all these things that I have to embrace myself. And the one thing that I have to say, Pete, is that I did forget my Italian props. Thankfully, my pregnant girlfriend, as I mentioned, loves pizza. So Pete, I'm ready here with the pizza box to really fully embrace Italian culture. This is delicious pizza. You don't want to get one that says city pizza on the side of the box. It's so crazy. Without your hat, I was like, is this guy even Italian? And then he has the pizza, and I go, thank God he is Italian. That's my beautiful baby boy there with his pizza. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things I thought about trying to balance it on my head throughout the entire bit, but I feel like it's better just to hold it like a traditional pizza man, one of the proudest, <laughs> the proudest career choices you can make in an Italian American. Of course, my, my own. But Pete, let's, 
<laughs> Let's do our picks here. And the first one, I'm going to give a shout out here. This is not football related, but does tie into my road trip here. I'm going to give a welcome to the family. Everybody, there's a lot of two-lane highways out here across the U- the entire United States. And it's, you know, we obviously New York matters, uh, Brooklyn matters, Queens matters, uh, everywhere else in the U.S., not, not a lot of Italians. But I would say two-lane highways, Pete, you got to move to the right on a two-lane highway. You can't be just going 60 in the left lane on a two-way highway. And when you're driving across country, Pete, nothing you appreciate more than people that know, hey, we're part of a family here, family of drivers, move to the right lane so some people can do 90. Hey, hey, look, I, I couldn't agree more, all right, Spax? There's a lot of things in this world that are issues. You know, we got starvation, we got world hunger, we got the supply chain, but it's people staying in the fast lane on the highway that is really what is ailing America right now. So I'm glad that you highlighted that. Oh, shout out to all my fellow Python. Let's do a football one as well for myself, because then Pete will have one and one, and we'll do it that way. Cam Newton, I feel like you got to welcome back to the family. I'm going to call him Mr. Silly Fitz because hey. he, wears, he wears a lot of silly outfits. Welcome back to the family, though, not just because he dresses like an Italian grandpa from time to time in his misguided quest to always look fashionable, but I will give him credit because P.J. Walker, P.J. Walker was trying to wet his beak, and you know what Cam Newton said? Cam Newton said, nah-uh-uh, it's all mine, give it to me, I'm the Don here, you got to feed old Cam, and I got to say, that's what we want to see in the family, Pete, even though P.J. Walker, a lovely human being, who probably deserve a better outlay in his life, not all. I don't even know you anymore, Spags. The old Spags loved him, some PJ Walkers, and you've moved on to the next hot thing, like a nice slice of uh, prosciutto just sitting on the counter, and you just ditch the pizza and go right for the prosciutto. It's a classic thing. Just get, I thought you were a monogamous man, okay? PJ Walker, you're done with PJ Walker? What the hell, dude? What the you know hell? what we say in the family is, what have you done for me lately? And Cam Newton proved that he's the aggressor out there. He's the one who's going to put a bullet in Joe Pesci's head in the Godfather. Good fellas, not the Godfather. That wasn't a thing. I can put the pizza box down now. I will not put the pizza box down because this is what keeps me in character, Pete. And shout out Nick Bird as well, saying he hated this bit initially, and now he loves it. And that's what happens when you're part of the family. All right, all right. It's my turn, okay? It's my turn to welcome someone to the family. And this is a guy, everybody's slobbering all over themselves. Adrian Peterson, Hall of Famer, legend. You know who actually led the Titans backfield this week, Spags? None other than Deontay Foreman's. And now he gets the Texans this week? I mean, come on, what more could you want? Deontay Foreman, come here. Come here, I'm going to wrap my hands around your big, beautiful dump truck of a body. And I'm going to put my tongue in between your face mask and I'm going to give you the biggest kiss ever. You know, Peter, that our people have a lot of a foothold in construction business waste management. You can't do those things without a foreman. That's what we always say. It's a union job, Pete. You got to have a foreman there. Uh, I like what you did there. I get that. I get that. That's very cute. Very cute of you, Spags. I'm going to go welcome another guy of the family here. We got to welcome Ramondre Stevenson, or as I like to call him, Rammy, because a lot of guys in the crew don't know what a Ramondre is, get very confused. But Rammy, he 100 yards in his debut, and you know what mattered here is that when one guy can't get to a job here on the crew, when Damian Harris doesn't even show up, Ramondre's there planting that cement, maybe making some cement boots for Damian Harris. But one way or another, Ramondre's going to get his. And we've been touting this guy, Peter, but it's great to see him finally come through. A true paisan, this Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson. 
I'm pretty sure I uh, welcomed him to the family about three weeks ago. Hey, there's no, times. there's no narrative threads here. It's like an old South Park. There's no tie-in uh, episode. But, <laughs> I just want you to know, though, it's like going to the front door and you open it up and you say, "Come on inside." And Ramondre sitting in the living room, going, "Hello, I'm already here." So I just don't know what you're doing with that one. Now, well, he was welcome to your family. He wasn't welcome to mine. So that's how that goes. <laughs> I'll show you how to welcome a true vagrant homeless man off the street to our beautiful Italian home. Kendrick Bourne, get in here. You don't even have a coat on. It's been freezing out there. Mac Jones just learned how to throw. And you, my beautiful boy, four receptions, 98 yards in a tutty. You even rushing? Three rushing attempts for 43 yards? Come here. I want to give you a kiss. Multi-purpose skill set. Get in here. I feel like one thing you don't get about the Italian culture, Peter, is you don't kiss people on the lips. You give them a kiss on both sides. You go, mwah, mwah. No, fuck you, dude. I give a kiss to everyone I welcome to the family. Once you're at my family, mwah, 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 you get these peckers on your lips. Just these, these peckers? <laughs> I don't know about This is a PG show, Peter. I don't know what you're talking about, Peter. You know exactly what I mean. I call these my peckers, okay? I don't know what you call your peckers. These are my peckers. Because sometimes, I give I give little kisses, little pecks with my peckers. Sometimes you gotta get some peckers on your lips. That's what we always say here. Uh, you got everybody else. I feel like I welcomed enough people. We usually do two each. I did the road people as well. No, my peckers need a rest. Uh, too many, too many pecks today. Anyway, there we go. And scene. We can put the pizza. <laughs> too many, too many peckers on the lips. That's. <laughs> It's the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> All right, let's do the waiver wire snake draft. I, boy, I gotta, I, I gotta be in a real studio. I miss just sitting on a couch doing a show. Now we're here, and you know, I'm glad I had the pizza box here. I would have been lost if I didn't have the pizza box. No, it's a, it's always nice to have a, a prop. I I do I need to get uh, an official prop, and also I should mention uh, I am working on uh, getting uh, an intro segment for mm. this, and I actually saw a rough cut of it. it. Needs a little bit of work. We're gonna get those, and I would say by next Monday we will for sure have an official welcome to the family intro theme. All right, there we go. So something to look forward to in addition to the the episode of my house, the cribs we're going to be doing this week too. What a boy! Lots of treats for everybody who's on this show intensely, I'm sure. What, not, not what the should I, itself. I feel as far as I need to get an outfit and I, I need it to be stereotypically Italian, but I don't think I want to go the mafia route. I think I want to get a gondolier outfit. I feel like the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that was something my girlfriend pointed out where we were talking about like some Italian restaurant. And I was like, well, that's not like really Italian. She's like, no, it's like Northern Italian. You're a Sicilian. Like it's not the same thing. I'm like, yeah, but that's not really like Italian. Like I don't want like a, <laughs> A fine French meal, like that's not Italian food. It's like just give me a bunch of carbs on a plate with some sauce on top. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But let's just say, guys, this segment is going places. <laughs> as long as the people out there, of course, appreciate it. And if you do appreciate it, please hit that like button. Whether you're watching on Peach Channel or the Splash Play Channel, just help us out a bunch. And again, five stars and review on Apple Podcasts also help us out. We won't be doing. Actually, should we do a viewer draw? I don't even know what the fuck we should do for the viewer guests on Thursday. No, I'm, I'm so not. Yeah. I, I like doing what we did last week where something with, um, you know, retweeting the episode or because, you know, people, people have plans. Maybe you're available one Thursday to do it. Maybe you're not available another Thursday. So we, you know, a couple hours before the show, we put out the bat signal. If you're interested in being in it, we can do the drawing real quick at the top of the okay. show and then you join us. 
And, and honestly, Brian was really good at it in a way that was uncomfortable, I think, for every, everybody that he was so ready to step into the role. Of course, our island mortgage king of Florida, uh, Brian Schultz. But yeah, well, let's do it that way then. So we'll keep your eyes peeled on the at Splash, uh, at Splash Play pod handle, and we'll put out a tweet uh, talking about that one. But Pete, it's time to do our waiver wire snake draft. And of course, every week we do this, we are trying to give you guys the best possible waiver wire picks in snake draft format. And it does seem like, Pete, I didn't read the Sam Wallace article yet, so I'm going to have to dig in. I also am apparently not logged into your handle, so I, I'm not going to have it for the. <laughs> I could send it to you, but my hands are tired. No. I mean, I know where it is, too. Like, I know how to search it and everything. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> so I'm doing it. But I will take the first pick, Pete. Yeah, but I you do... just don't say A.J. Dillon. He's, he's available in, like, 5% of leagues. Five per, there's no way he's 95% rostered. The, I, there, he, first of all, he's owned in over 50% of leagues. Easy. Just don't even tout him on this show. You'd have to be in a four-person league for A.J. Dillon to be on the waivers. So here's the thing. I feel like if you're in a league with A.J. Dillon, though, you got to take A.J. Dillon. Can we agree on that? We Oh, we can definitely agree on that, but you are not using A.J. Dillon as your first overall pick. No, I mean, if, but he's if he's available in your league, he should if be he the is, first yeah, that's first. a fun. It's a fun side, and also I will say, guys, if um if Christian McCaffrey is available in your league, you should also pick him up. <laughs> no, I agree. If he's available, if Derrick Henry is no, I probably should pick up Derrick Henry at this point. Now, all right, you know what? I'll take the first pick. Do you think Deonta Foreman is owned in enough leagues or, or oh. not in enough leagues? I I literally just welcomed him to the family. So go for it. Steal just all of my beautiful knowledge. Okay. For the first overall pick that if you can't get A.G. Dillon in your league, if your league is so sharp that he's owned there, I will say that Deonta Foreman should be the pick. Got more carries than Adrian Peterson. Got a few targets. Does seem like he sees the workload. An obvious number one overall pick, except when A.J. Dillon's available. Yeah, no, Deontay Foreman, I think, is definitely one of the best pickups this week. Uh, but I also think this is a nice week uh, to have the turn pick in this draft. And I am, I get to quadruple dip on Ramondre Stevenson. He's still available in 90% of ESPN leagues. Pick up Ramondre Stevenson. We don't need to say anything more about him. We've already pecked him on the lips a few times. Let's do uh, another guy that uh, we touted last week and is still available in 93% of leagues, and that's Eno Benjamin. Um, Eno did get kind of the workload that we assumed uh, last week, which was kind of like, you know, 30% of the backfield touches. And, you know, Chase Edmonds, he he's still going to miss a few weeks. And I don't think we can really point to that game for the Cardinals as being reflective of what kind of output is possible. So if we do get Kyler Murray back, um, and again, we're always trying to just cycle through next man up in these backfields. And it's not like James Conner, um, you know, is invincible to injuries and stuff like this. And I think the usage now shows us that if James Conner were to get hurt, uh, you know, Benjamin would become, you know, the bell cow back in that offense. And he might give you a little bit of standalone value as well if you're really in need. So I like, you know, Benjamin as a pickup. I think that's reasonable. Also, I need to point out the password that you gave me previously no longer works. So that might be part of the issue as well. The randomly generated characters and numbers. <laughs> That we, I, mean, I mean, still don't tell Rotoviz. I mean, it still works for me. Maybe they saw that I was multi-accounting and locked you out. That, that might have been it. Either way, I will. I'm going to cobble this together, Pete. And I'm going to make it work. You know, what? I'm going to take. I'm going to take Marcus Johnson. Hundred yards here. Julio's going to be out at least three weeks. Obviously, we saw one of those weeks already happen. There are guys there who could take some snaps away from Marcus Johnson, but I do think the fact that he can get more targets than AJ Green can get more yards than AJ Green. I'm going to take that flyer right now, and I think he probably has passed the. 
uh, Nick Akeen Westbrook. I haven't checked the snap count number, so you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Pete. But I would take that flyer in a guy. Any guy who puts up 100 yards in a game that and there's a vacancy, like I'm willing to take that shot. Yeah, and what and wasn't uh, Josh Reynolds was released too? Or he asked for a release or something. I think that was. It. I don't know if he actually got released, but I think that was a report. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, oh yeah, he's he's on the Lions now. Yeah. Yeah, so their wide receiver depth chart is uh, Wait, is just run. Josh what? Reynolds was like, "Let me go chase Jared Goff." Like, let me. <laughs> That's like you know one of the you know you get you get out of a relationship just thinking, uh, "Oh yeah, now I'm going to be some hot ticket on the free agency market," and then you realize no one wants you. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a tough one. I look, I'm no stranger to to career choices that can be confusing on the outside, but I want to say that Josh Reynolds going, "Oh man, like let me go." Jared Goff's going to be my dude. He's going to really prop me back up. Tough look for Josh Reynolds. Real, real an ego check for Josh Reynolds more than anything. Uh, yeah. Okay. So is it? Oh, I get one me? more. I knew it, yeah, I and it. I almost gave you a pick. <laughs> And I will take, and I'll make this an easy one, one that we know should be available in most leagues. I'll take Cam Newton here. I do think he's worth the flyer, especially if you have a QB that's going to be on buy in the coming weeks. Or to somebody that you have some injury concerns, I think he's going to have the rushing upside. He's going to have the touchdown equity, as we already saw with him getting the two touchdowns early on. Um, like, they clearly want to feed him, use him well. They paid him well, follow the money for those kind of plays, too, as we talked about. But $4.5 million guaranteed. Um, if he is good for morale, as our guy Nick was pointing out earlier, then all, more power to him. But to me, it's just the rushing upside touchdown equity that's more than enough to get QB flyer. Yeah, I think that's uh that's a solid one. I um I'm gonna do a quarterback in here too. I'm gonna mention uh Mac Jones, who <laughs> is uh available in 86% of leagues, and Sam actually includes in his article uh a heat map here of the week 11 matchup. And they play on Thursday night here against Atlanta, who has been one of the most friendly uh, you know, defenses to quarterbacks. We obviously just saw Dak Prescott tee off on them. And we see this offense getting a little bit more aggressive um, with some of the passing stuff here. Maybe that was a product of, of Damian Harris being out uh, a little bit, but yeah, I think Mac Jones, if you're looking for a spot start this week, maybe you have, Ma maybe you have a uh, Matthew Stafford who's on by uh, Mac Jones could be uh, a great uh, bye week fill in. And then mm -hmm. another guy that, I think we maybe should have welcomed to the family, uh, but Matt Breida uh, went absolutely mm. off this week for the Bills. Uh, Zach Moss was active, uh, but barely got used in this game, um, and he was pretty uh, efficient. You know, he he scored on a passing touchdown. Uh, he also had a rushing touchdown, and he was just pretty much heavily involved in you know, neither Singletary or Zach Moss have really pulled away this year. We know Matt Breida is one of the most athletic running backs in the league. Um, he's always up there on the next gen stats for, you know, the fastest runs of the year. So in this offense, um, if the bills want to keep going back to him, I think that could be fairly intriguing. And I think he's just worth uh, a stab just to see maybe he does surpass Zach Moss on the depth chart. No, I agree. I think it's like a boom bust play where, like, see, he's like the opposite of following the money where they paid Matt Burita so low and they have draft capital invested in Singletary and in Zach Moss that, like, I think that's part of why he was kind of put in the back burner. But Buffalo's in search of answers right now. So I think if it does boom, you could see Burita get a lot more work. And if it busts, you could see Burita end up being a complete non-factor. But, you know, again, we were trying to figure out guys and there's not always an obvious fit. So if AJ Dillon's not available in your league, you got to go to Matt Burita. That's, that's the one thing we always say. And I get two more here, right? So, oh boy, this is going to be tough. Um, I am going to take for the first one. Does Kendrick Bourne fit the threshold? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Kendrick Bourne just on the same thesis you were talking about with Mac with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is thrown up to fifty uh, up to fifty times in a game with Damian Harris active. If Damian Harris does miss a little bit more time, I agree. You could see the run game be relied on a little bit more, and Kendrick Bourne. 
we'd, we'd rather have Jacoby Myers. Like I think Jacoby Myers is a better player. I think Nelson Aguilar still has some touchdown upside too that can be there when he's healthy and full goes. But um, I think Kendrick Bourne has shown enough this year, and he has shown flashes in the past when he was a Niner. I'd be willing to take that flyer here. I don't know if you have if you have any thoughts on him, Pete. Yeah, no, I think he could be interesting if he does kind of surpass Aguilar. Um, otherwise, it'll be a little bit uh, spotty trying to chase his his production. But I think he's fine. The fact that he was getting that rushing work and they were kind of scheming him the ball and, uh, you know, a Debo Samuel light kind of way is, I think, uh, intriguing and, and probably worth a stab if you need a, a, a flyer. And I got the snake component here. So I'm going to take a guy that just occurred to me. And, you know, because that's the kind of prep work that I'm doing here um, after coming off the road. But I will say Josh Reynolds. I'll take that flyer. I'll take that flyer at the bottom of our snake draft where, he, look, Pete, his career depends on Jared Goff throwing him the ball. They clearly have a rapport established. Hey, guys, just give give Spags, you know, cut him some slack. He did just travel across the country. His dogs are just shitting all over his stuff. So, <laughs> It makes sense that he would tout fucking Josh Reynolds as a pickup, but please don't ever pick the him up. The bottom of the snake draft. I mean, the Lions need a number one receiver. Josh Reynolds established vibe with Jared Goff enough that Josh Reynolds would ask for his release to go play with Jared Goff. Read the tea leaves, Pete. Uh, yeah, the tea leaves uh, say you're smoking some other leaves uh, <laughs> with that pick. I'm not, no, Pete, you know, the one thing I didn't do was restock on tea leaves before leaving California like an idiot because I thought it was legal in New Jersey. Apparently, New Jersey, it is legal, but they haven't figured out how to sell it. So that's how, fun. That's how, would I, how would I upgrade your pick? This one's actually on uh, – I don't want this for my pick, by the way. This is upgrading your pick. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's available in 92% of the league, and he has at least five targets in five of his last six games. Do you want to upgrade your Josh Reynolds pick? No, Josh Reynolds is going to come in, take a Monroe St. Brown's dinner for, <laughs> for his dinner for breakfast. So he's going to take for a Monroe St. Brown. That's the Josh Reynolds I know, the guy who was easy. He, he had 100 yard just, games as a ring. Just take the L on this pick. Don't try no, to double down no, on that. It's, uh, Pete, $100 that Josh Reynolds outscores a Monroe St. Brown rest of the season. <laughs> yes. Per game, per game, per game. Deal? What What do you mean per game? So like if Josh Reynolds like gets hurt or something. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay, done. Shake on it. There you go. All right, it's just another hundred dollar bet. Just stacking Benjamins from Spags. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, okay, I will do. Uh, uh, I have one more pick, right? Yep, you do. Um. Oh, I'm gonna do uh Traquan Smith. Uh, he had six or sorry, seven targets yesterday. He starts to be coming on a little bit. His first two games back, he had three targets, two weeks ago, four targets, and then seven targets yesterday in a pretty uh, slow slog fest of a game against uh, Tennessee. So I think Traquan Smith is, is intriguing. And I actually kind of hope again, I, I hope for this offense that uh, Taysom Hill gets in there and I could see in the same way Taysom kind of locked into uh uh, what's his name? Michael Thomas in, last year, I could see Traquan, you know, being kind of the, the number one in that offense. So Traquan worth a pickup. I, I like Traquan. I hope my best ball teams will certainly be, I know we can't talk about that anymore, Pete, but I'll tell no. you somebody invested in Traquan at various points. And, um, and I hope that he does something useful. People are saying, congratulating you on the money saying <laughs> Pete is just robbing spags. You know what, Pete, if there's one thing we can trust the general consensus always being right about these things. No, I, but I'm not, I'm not robbing spags. I didn't even do the hundred dollars. It honestly crossed my mind. I was like, let's fucking make spags bet on it. But I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. That's always like, Oh, you want to bet on it. And then you did it for me. So I was like, yeah, Yes, let's do it. I'm in a legal betting state, Pete. <laughs> so everything is betting. There's all these fucking deals. 
Spags, uh, peer-to-peer sports betting is legal anywhere we want. <laughs> well, well, that's true. But no, it's funny. Like you go, like you get targeted a lot more when you're in, I guess when you're in Pennsylvania, like I am. And it's like, oh, here's a little $1 bet on DraftKings today to win like whatever, 10 next that. And then there's like, oh, here's the MGM one for the day where, uh, where Matthew Stafford has to get one passing yard. It's like, it's silly because they're all bets that are like really stupid. And then they're, they know they're going to get you on the back end. But yeah. it is like, I'm going to be making a lot of bets on a lot of different books <laughs> over the um, next couple of years. Can I be years. one of your books? <laughs> you, can, you can be my book for all of our dumb splash play bets and all my josh reynolds bets specifically okay josh reynolds usually doesn't make it to mgm or <laughs> i'm the only book that will hang a josh reynolds line uh, i hope he fucking murders a monroe it only takes one good game for him to not literally murders him. To be yeah, clear. what was that clip you hope he literally murders a monroe st brown jesus spags a proud fellow USC alum, Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm now rooting for him to get murdered. <laughs> After your pep talk to Visca on Friday, I feel like it's all fair game now. Is it Good. not? It is. I, I mean, yeah. Jamal Agnew, by the way, one oh, rush yeah, for 79 yards in a TD. <laughs> that was the one alert that I got from DK Live like while I was driving was, Jamal Agnew rushes for 75 yards. I was like, what? How did this even happen? Yeah, it's uh, he's inevitable. But as long as I have this Visca helmet on my dumb desk, <laughs> Jamal Agnew is going to keep doing miraculous things. Have you thought about like a ceremonial sacrifice of the helmet to try to get rid of the bad juju? No. No, no some we're not of there us, yet. Some of us are loyal. Oh, wow. Unfair to me. I, I got a pizza box here, Pete. How are you getting more loyal? <laughs> I got the pizza box. Let's do our ride or die picks for Monday Night Football. Rams, Niners tonight. Uh, Robert Woods tearing that that ACL. Not great, obviously, overall, but we'll open up some opportunities for everybody. And I think going to make some interesting picks for this one where we do have uh, the line on this game. Let me just pull it up real fast because I didn't have this in front of me. Uh, we got the Rams getting Rams getting 27 implied points. Niners getting 23.5 implied points. So the Rams three and a half point favorite on the road. And uh, Pete, if you want to do a ride or die pick for this one, I'll let you go first. Yeah, so uh, the... Do we want to agree not to do Cooper Cup, Captain? A gentleman's agreement to not do Cooper, I think, seems fair. Okay. Um, shake he does on project it. extremely well. Yeah, shake on it. Cooper shake Cup on. looks looks really good, though, I got to say. like, <laughs> It's probably I mean, the first guy you should go to. Yeah, I mean, if if you um, are playing a cash game uh, showdown lineup, definitely put Cooper Cup in your captain. And if A.J. Dillon is available in your league, pick him up <laughs> while you're at it. Cooper Cup going to be, what, 40% out of captain today? Uh, Probably, yeah. I'm seeing like 35%. Yeah. Um, So I will then, I'll take Debo Samuel captain. Okay. I will go, I will leverage against the Cooper Cup captainship, <laughs> and I will go with one Odell Beckham making his debut. <laughs> what a way. Are you laughing at that pick? Like, really? That's such a trash pick. There's a lot of vacated targets. I thought you were going to pick one of him, and I would have gone Van Jefferson then if you had picked him, but you didn't pick him. So I'll take I'm the guy sorry. I was cool. just looking at the Sims, and the Sims and I were laughing at your pick. That's all. What What is the run to Sims site, of course, where you can use promo code Pete, our pal Justin Freeman <laughs> site, doing great work? What does it say about one Odell Beckham? It says he has a 0.7% chance of appearing in the optimal captain spot. I don't, but that's a that's a Cleveland Browns sample size. That's not a Ram sample yeah, size. Yeah, no, I mean, let's bet. Oh, you want to bet a hundred dollars? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lose all my budget for my bankroll for the first month. It's gonna go to you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send Luca birthday gifts. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it will be fine because it'll you'll still be profitable apparently based <laughs> off all I'm making. I do think Odell's got a good shot here. I think Odell or Van Jefferson is the pivot to Cooper Cup. Is it not? I would say Darrell Henderson looks looks good if you're if you're going. So the other that I'm seeing, so uh Cooper Cup, Debo, Eli Mitchell, Henderson. Uh, here, I'll list off all the names of the guys that appear more frequently than Odell. Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, Matthew Stafford, Eli Mitchell, Darrell Henderson, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Van Jefferson, Tyler Igby, Brandon Ayuk, Sony Michelle, Los Angeles Rams, DST. That's it. So here's the thing. I will promise. I'm going to play one lineup, and there's a, it's a full Millie Maker tonight, I think. So yeah. I will be doing that on my phone. I don't have my... I'm not going to do like lineups in the hotel. I actually avoided doing lineups in the hotels this week because I was like, I could take a break and get back next week. I will do one lineup tonight and we'll have Odell Beckham as captain. And I'll be laughing all the way to the bank when he wins me a million dollars. And then that house is paid for Pete. That would be the the greatest bit of all, except that I would have to retire <laughs> from the show. If you would a million dollars <laughs> after I just absolutely trashed the Odell Beckham captain pick in general, if I would a million dollars or just tonight. No, in general, it would you'd just be too insufferable <laughs> no. for me to continue to do <laughs> no, the show with. I, but I could finally get a lulls then again after after I did lulls one time and then had a job no. offer rescinded that next time. <laughs> no, we would have you on lulls, and it would be to have our splash play breakup uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because you know, Pete, honestly, it'd be a bad time to break from splash play because that's when I. I don't want to want to do anybody uh, football outsiders don't listen. If I ever win a million dollars, I'm just going to do you. I'm going to do the YouTube channel. I'm just going to fucking hang out and just be like, here, here's my business now as I work on YouTube. All <laughs> right. I guess uh, football outsiders wants uh, Devo Samuel to be the winning captain again tonight as well. <laughs> no, honestly, they probably want Odell. <laughs> the captain. Get me the fuck out. <laughs> Time to go. Let's cancel right. the show before uh, you cancel yourself. All right, Pete. So there, there. What are the plugs for you coming up here? Of course, people should be following at Splash Play Pod. They should go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe to get packets for 99 cents a week on there. Great data, especially again for the showdowns where you can see every little bit of an edge that DVOA will give you, especially defense versus receiver. So go check that out. Footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. I presume you are going to be doing a showdown cram in a little bit. Yeah, I'll do a showdown cram tonight. And unlike Spags, you know what I'll tell you guys? If I win a million dollars tonight, I'll be back. I'll be back um, to victory lap and to continue uh, making content because uh, I love you guys and that's what I'm here for. And I wouldn't just sail off into the sunset like Spex. Did you blur your camera so people wouldn't know that you're completely full of shit? (laughs) (laughs) I no way. I I would be. I would be right back here. I'd be right back. No, I think a million dollars. I would. I would steal all Sal's ideas. Do a TikTok. I would do. I do some daily streams. You need a million dollars to do a TikTok. Yeah, to feel comfortable <laughs> doing TikTok. <laughs> just for myself, though, just for brand deals. I don't know. Like, right now, I'm happy being a salaried employee, Pete, which you you sort of are indirectly as well. Let's end the show. <laughs> that note, we appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate especially you guys dealing with, and Pete as well, for dealing with the hotel. I, I, I like having a really good experience that we can from our home studios and you guys are going to see some weird shit because i'm gonna have a fucking card table i think the next time we're doing this like one of those shitty plastic tables from home depot that's what i'll be broadcasting from until our furniture comes um and until i figure out the studio space so gonna be a weird run here for me pete where you're gonna have to deal with a lot of even more curveballs than i usually give you I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but I, it'll be, maybe we'll, we'll set up like a time-lapse and we'll see your studio evolve over time, uh, mm-hmm. with the show backdrops.
again, if there's anybody in the Pennsylvania slash Philadelphia area who really knows studios well, can take me giving you screenshots from the Grantland basketball show and going, can we make a room like that? Let me know. Follow me you know, at Chris Fags, but make sure to follow at Chris Fags, follow at Peter Overset, follow at Splash Play Pod. Anything else you want to say, Pete, before we call it quits and I go back to my, my actual house? No, tell, tell everyone you love them. Uh, hug, okay. hug your family. Give them uh, nice good pecks with your peckers. <laughs> yeah, please use those peckers responsibly out there. We'll be back Thursday, same time, 2.30 Eastern. We'll see you guys then. Bye. <laughs>